Thanks for tuning in to your local lesbian who talks about social issues that a lot of people are afraid to speak on. Hey everyone, it's the call her dad. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. It's just the Hi, My Name's Olivia show. You wish it was call her daddy podcast, don't you? Yeah, too bad it's not. Uh, it's just Liv, and uh, this is my second podcast. And today we're going to be talking about representation, sexualization, and issues of LGBT community in our world today. Um, so I am excited for the second podcast. I mean, my first one, I think it did pretty good for my first podcast ever. Um, but I'm going to try to be just a little more energetic, um, to keep the, uh, momentum and, uh, attention up because I was a little calm, I guess, in my other one. And that's not really me. I'm more of like a jumpy person. So, um, this is just more comfortable anyways. So today we're going to be talking about internalized homophobia, sexual identity labels, biphobia, sexualization of woman love and woman relationships, toxic masculinity. So, and, uh, at the end, I will include my personal, if you guys want to stay for it, my personal coming out story and how I came to terms with my sexuality, um, especially growing up in a Catholic conservative home. So I hope you guys enjoy it um, as much as I enjoy making it. Um, And let's get right into it. So a PSA before we get into the internalized homophobia. For this segment, I tried to record over and over and over again, but it just seems like I couldn't get um, the same type of like uh, energy and like facts, I guess, from my original video that I posted. So I'm going to insert after this um, the video that I posted on my socials. Um, and you guys can just learn about it from there, but it's going to sound a little bit different. Um, and then I'll talk a little bit after about it. Uh, so sorry, it's not a live type podcast, but I just couldn't seem to get it right exactly. So, um, still enjoy though. Let's talk about internalized homophobia. Now, internalized homophobia is when a person of the LGBT community, whether they know it or not yet, is raised in a conservative, anti-gay biased um heterosexuality um in the correct way to be like type of mindset and this can be influenced further by social and political standards now this is very detrimental to lgbtq members that grow up hearing this to their mental health and their ability to form relationships and healthy ones now this can cause lgbtq members to shit on and to disassociate themselves from the community and shame others that are more you could say um open and uh, obvious with their sexuality now internalized homophobia can not only hurt the people that you say it to but also you it can cause depression anxiety ocd dysmorphia disassociation all these things i was actually so surprised with how many things that can cause plus on top of all no healthy relationships so if you feel anxious about um being around lgbtq members or anything that i mentioned before or just having a hard time accepting yourself and accepting um the community as something that you are a part of feel free to please swipe up or text me and i will help as much as i can to help you feel more you.
Thank you. Adding to the previous videos, I just wanted to mention a more personal experience so people can understand this topic more and maybe use introspection to understand themselves about this. So I was raised in a conservative, Catholic, anti-gay home. I was always told gays were going to hell, gays are wrong, etc. So when um, I was in sixth grade, I didn't treat members very well and I started getting more exposed to like gay people so I wasn't treating them the best and uh, then I started to wonder maybe I treat them this way because my parents told me and maybe that's not the right way then I stopped doing that and uh, but I still felt a little uncomfortable around the gay community and talking about it now my sophomore year I started to question why do I feel this way and I realized the way why I feel this way um, um, about getting uncomfortable uh is because i was actually having internalized homophobia about uh me being gay and i was afraid to come out so uh i didn't want my parents getting disappointed uh because that was their view so just adding a little bit to that last segment that i put in there um i just want to make sure that everyone is clear that i'm not proud of who i used to be um when i was growing up but um for the kids that didn't grow up in a uh, homophobic home, um, an anti, you know, gay biased home and things like that. So you guys like understand that a lot of kids that grow up in that, they act out in this way because it's just the way that you're taught. Your, te your first teachers are your parents. You know, they teach you everything. Everything that they say when you're a kid is liquid gold. It's the truth. Of course, you're going to believe them. So, um, I just want to make that clear and that it's super, um, uh, super normal. Um, it shouldn't be, but it's sad that people raise their kids that way, but, um, it's don't feel bad, um, as long as you grow from it. And, um, internalized homophobia obviously is just very real. It happens, um, a lot of times without people knowing and it's hard to overcome and reject the views that you were raised with, but it is definitely possible. And there's nothing wrong with accepting that who you who you are as a person, and just growing from your mistakes. I mean, I grew from my mistakes. My mistakes don't define me. Um, you know, the growth is the important part of it. So um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this segment, and we're gonna get into um, sexual identity and basically how you do not need to use labels and how sexuality is ever changing. So I hope you guys enjoy that one. Sexual identity and labels. So I hope that everyone understands this, but if you do not, let me say it again. Uh, sexual identity uh, is always changing. It is non-conforming. Um, your sexual preferences uh, change often, um, and it, there's nothing wrong with um, going uh, from bi to gay, or from gay to bi, or um, from pansexual to lesbian, or, or uh, pansexual to anything. Any type of combination, it is okay to change. A lot of people um, get upset, aka just the homophobe. <laughs> they get upset the straight the straight people get upset often, like, why do you have to come out to me, 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 sorry, that's my imitation of them, but, uh, there's nothing wrong with changing it and coming out multiple times, sure, you don't need to come out publicly, but that's up to you if you want to, um, but, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with switching it or being 
or even not even being sure. There's nothing wrong with uh, not being sure and also going into there's nothing wrong with uh, using or not using labels. Uh, it's your personal choice. You do not need to use labels either with a relationship or with the LGBTQ um, community. You don't have to uh, give your sexual identity to anyone. You don't owe it to anyone. You know, uh, it's your personal journey. And even if you know your sexuality or you know what you're attracted to, um, you know it. But you don't have to have a label if you don't want to. You know, if you like boys, uh girls are just everybody or you just have your preferences then you don't need a label for that if you don't want it uh, you shouldn't have to feel a need to come out if you aren't comfortable with it um but you don't always have to stick on one sexuality is what I'm saying I just really want to make sure getting through that um because I mean when I was uh when I first came out was back in um uh, what was it, spring of 2019, was it, was it, oh yeah, yeah, it was spring of 2019, that's when I came out, and then I later, uh, I came out as bisexual then, because I was, uh, I just, I was just, you know, I, okay, I just had like a brain fart real quick, but I really don't want to edit it out, so I'm so sorry guys, but I remember what, I was going to say, sorry, I have ADHD, <laughs> but, um, the reason that I thought I was bisexual was because I couldn't accept, um, being actually, like, gay, because, um, I didn't want to, like, be that much of a disappointment to my parents, you know, because eventually I knew I was going to come out, but I didn't want to be that much of a disappointment, and I also had a lot of kind of internalized homophobia to myself almost um, because I was like, I can't like, you know, I can't like girls. I can't just like girls. That's not right. Like you're supposed to like boys and maybe you can like girls, but I was so focused on that. I was like, no, like I have to like boys because it's so ingrained into me that I have to be a heterosexual and live a heterosexual lifestyle. And that is not me because <laughs> I'm gay as um, as fuck, so, uh, basically, I just wanted, sorry for that little pause there, <laughs> that might happen a couple times, um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed this little segment on that, um, and then we're gonna get into the next segment of biphobia, which I'm super excited to get into because biphobia is real as hell, and it seems to be a big problem these days, and I am not vibing with it, because I love my bisexual people in the community. Y'all are fun as fuck. Uh, you know, <laughs> y'all always have a good time. You know, get the best of both worlds. That's what I'm saying. And, um, yeah, so, uh, I hope that you guys enjoy that. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the segment of biphobia. I'm super excited to get into this because biphobia is something that bi people face every single day. I know I faced it personally when I was uh, identifying as bisexual and just because I did like a PSA right here, just because I did trans um, transform my sexuality, I mean like just change it to Lesbian does not mean that every single bisexual is in, like, an experimental stage or a transitional stage to a different sexuality. No. It is an actual sexuality 
they like boys and girls. It's not just, um, you know, a little phase you know, uh, to get to a different sexuality at all. So I hear all the time that, you know, you either straight, gay, or lying. And I heard that tons of times when I was gay, I mean, when I was identified as bi. And it's not that, like, if you're bisexual, you're gay, you know, you're allowed to say I'm gay. It's not 50-50. I've gotten tons of times people have said also, like, 50-50, like, so you're half gay and half straight. No, 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 no. It's 100% gay and 100% straight. It's not... I don't know why people have to make it 50-50. Why can't you just like both equally? Some people do have preferences, though. Some people like men more. Some people like women more, which is fine. That's all up to individuals. But, um, you know, just because if you are, if you identify as bi and you are with the opposite sex, it doesn't make you any less bi. It doesn't mean that you're lying. It just means that right now you're with the opposite sex it doesn't mean that you're not gay it doesn't mean that you like men more than women you know from a woman's perspective or vice versa it's it's not like that there's it's okay to have a partner that is opposite sex while still being bisexual you can still have those feelings towards other women um we'll talk from a woman's perspective but you guys know if you're man just switch it around. So, um, sorry, they're doing some work on my house, so I don't mind that if you hear any knocking. But um, I saw this Instagram post that says bisexuals aren't confused, and that's a big thing that a lot of people, you know, just with the, you know, either this or that's very black and white. It's they're not confused. They, it's a sexuality, and um, you know what it was saying is just it was during um, Bisexual Awareness Week. And it's just drawing, it's just for drawing attention while also celebrating the resiliency of the bisexual uh, plus community. So, um, I saw this part, which I want to read, and it says, by the way, like, by the way, <laughs> bisexuals are not confused, bisexuals are not indecisive, bisexuals are not just experimenting, they are not half gay, half straight, they're not, uh, they don't have to be equally attracted to men and women, bisexuals are attracted to two or more genders, uh, bisexuals are not attention sinking. Bisexuals are pro. pro I'm really sorry. I, I'm really bad at spelling. I don't know. I don't know what that says, but I'm sure it's important. Um, I'm just really bad at spelling, but bisexuals can be happily monogamous. Bisexuals are not greedy. Bisexuals are not cheaters. Bisexually are done. Bisexuals are done with your bullshit. Sorry, I have a lot of speaking problems, but um, you know that's just super important that we recognize that they aren't confused and they can have all of those things the same as gay and lesbian people do. And, you know, I've even seen some biphobia from lesbians and gays towards bi people, which is just whack because it's like, girl, that's a part of your community. Like, don't do that. Like, uh, you know, I've actually have said, like, without even thinking, you know, of course, never said this again, but, you know, um, someone pointed it out to me and corrected me, and then I corrected myself, but after that, um, but, you know, I was just saying that, well, most bisexuals, they usually just end up being, like, fully gay, which is not the case, and I was very ignorant saying that, like, I don't know, probably two years, one year ago, two years ago, I'm not sure, but, you know, it's important to notice that it's not just, you know, they're not going to for sure, you know, turn into a different sexuality. This is not, you know, it might be the case for some people, but it's not the case for everybody. 
Um, so, you know, with lesbians and gay people not really including bisexuals, it can kind of lead to low self-esteem because they're just not as accepted. And I've seen it within the community that they're just not as accepted. Like, they're not looked as, like, I've seen some lesbians look at them as, you know, oh, like, you like men, you know, like, you're not, like, a lesbian, you're just, you're half, or whatever, you know, and I've seen, you know, gay men just be like, well, that's a, that that's not something that is, you know, that doesn't make sense that they can, like, bold, you know, some, some people are just like that, which is whack, but, you know, it's a, it's good to change, so what you can do if you're not bi, or, you know, if you are bi, but, if you're not, you can spread the word and just correct biphobic myths and support bisexuals just by sharing and posting things and just helping out, you know, when you hear discrimination in the community in general, but, you know, with bi people um, or just in the workplace or, you know, school or anything, call it out. Um, and, you know, it's just, I wanted to mention also just another thing that I'm always hearing is bisexuals get, uh, they, people, everyone says, like, oh, they're, they're hypersexualized, oh, they like everyone, being bisexual does not mean that you like everyone, it's not a thing that you like everyone, you don't like just everybody, you know, you have, like, people that still have standards, and I've gotten tons of times when I was bisexual, uh, like, guys just asking, like, threesome, like, let's have a threesome, and I'm like, no, thank you, no, because it's just, it's, uh, it's, not everyone wants to fucking have sex all the time, like, not, you know, just because they like boys and girls does not mean they want to fuck everyone, and they're super horny, you know, I've also heard that, like, oh, they're, bisexuals are always horny, like, no, <laughs> they're not, so, um, I think that I just kind of covered all the things I wanted to say about biphobia, but I hope that you guys enjoyed this segment, and the next segment is just going to be talking about uh, what? Yeah, sexualization of woman-loving women relationships and just how it's really seen within um, male communities and how we can change that. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. On to the next. So this is the sexualization of woman-loving women relationships segment. So just diving into this right away. Um, this is a big problem, like, all of these things that I've been talking about, but this is another big problem that I see all the time and I've experienced when I was in the closet, partially out of the closet, and fully out of the closet, you know, um, and it was, it's been a journey for me personally, just experiencing this and overcoming that, um, but people still struggle with it a lot because I know that I don't enjoy it personally when it does happen to me, like, nowadays um so I am sure that many of you guys know that lesbians and like just woman being with woman is sexualized it is very very sexualized it is not um it's not something that like I was talking about in the toxic masculinity segment which you guys will hear next is just accepting and fetishizing lesbians is not the same thing you know fetishizing them wanting them and sexualizing every single thing they do and thinking that their sexuality is for your pleasure that is where you're going wrong there 
Um, you're not accepting them. You're obviously not being supportive. You are being supportive so you can have your own benefits out of that because you want something out of that. You want, you know, get hard on or whatever the fuck you want. And um, it's just important to note that that is not what lesbians are here for. They're not for men's pleasure, for anyone else's pleasure, not to be sexualized. We are our own people, you know, we are our own community. You know, there's nothing, it's nothing more than that, that, you know, straight cis media and straight cis standards get a form around and try to conform us to different, you know, just try to make us settle for less, really. And that's not what we need to be doing. Um, And I think that, I know personally, at least, that I have always gotten guys just saying, like, oh, lesbians are so hot. Like, yeah, sure, you're right, whatever. Like, I agree. But it's it just kind of from getting it from a woman's perspective that is a, a woman loving woman, it's not, it's just not a compliment at all it's never been it never will be it's not a compliment it just really feels like now you only see us for our sexual identity and nothing else and you don't want to see us for anything else like more than just sexualizing us and that's really just disturbing and not okay to do that to people because I know that you wouldn't want to be sexualized and you're you know if you're in a straight really uh, straight relationship then you know I'm sure that you wouldn't want someone sexualizing your relationship with your girlfriend boyfriend whatever it is um so I think another thing that I want to mention was that I've seen women also uh sexualize lesbians I know I personally have um just because of toxic masculinity kind of rubbing off on me and talking about you know I know I've talked about girls before in a like I wasn't being respectful you know because I got caught up into the what you guys will hear about next segment but talks masculinity and just kind of those social norms um and how we treat women but I've seen other women you know give into that social norm of sexualizing lesbians because they're like oh like yeah they are hot like yeah like I'm gonna you know go play with a girl's feelings even though I'm not gay or bi, but I'm just going to go play with the girls' feelings because girls are hot, you know, girls are cute or something. That's still sexualization of lesbians. Like, you're still sexualizing, um, you know, sexualizing, gosh, I cannot speak, but you guys know what I mean. Um, But just of women loving women. Like, you should not be comparing ever or just trying to you know confuse other people because not only are you being confusing to other people but you're also kind of being confusing to yourself and that's also not ever a thing that you I mean would you do that you know is are you okay with doing that to everybody I mean if you are then you still got to look at yourself but you know if you're only okay with this doing to the same gender then still that's not okay and you should really look and why do I feel okay why do I feel like this is okay for me to be doing so um that is all I want to mention for the segment but I hope that you guys enjoy the next segment which is toxic masculinity and we're going to be talking about all of the hetero 
normative standards and all that good stuff in talking about how we can deal with it and be different. Toxic masculinity. All right, so this segment is very important. It was highly requested, which I'm really glad that um, people want to hear about this, and it's super important to just talk about. So getting into toxic masculinity, um, it's really it's formed around an idea that there are certain norms to being a male and you know real men aren't gay and real men wear men's clothes and don't do their makeup and don't have fashion and all this other shit um so there's a lot of shame within questioning boys because the stigma of well I guess I'm not a real man if I am attracted to them which is not the case at all you know we are all you know we are our sexualities our sexualities have nothing to do with our gender so um I was reading an article and it said that 85% of women have experienced catcalling before 18 I mean 17 um which is very sad I have tons of times uh still when I was when I was straight, when I was bi, when I was lesbian, I always get catcalled. Um, in just certain sexual things, are always said to me that just aren't cool to say. Um, but it seems that men accept more um, lesbians and bisexuals because they're hot. Because, you know, like I was mentioning in the sexualization of women loving women in relationships, the problem is that they see the lesbians you know, as hot and it's a fetish of theirs. And that's not the same as accepting us into the community, um, accepting us in our sexuality. You're just using us in our sexuality for your pleasure, which is very disturbing, honestly. I do not enjoy um you know that at all um so women I've also seen can project toxic masculinity I'm just gonna go to like women first because that one's shorter but like women I know that I have practiced toxic masculinity before when I would you know I would um stereotype gender rules in relationships like you know when I remember when I was younger I'm like oh she's the boy in the relationship she's the you know and she's the girl and um that was just just one example but uh you know women they have used because they're so used to hearing uh heteronormative standards and attitudes that they project that onto other people without whether without noticing or they do notice but they don't care and um it's not something that we should be allowing to just happen in every single day life because it makes you know femme boys or gay boys or you know and it affects lesbians and bisexuals too and a lot of people um because of 
those stigmas that are in place, if you go out of it, it can be dangerous and it can, you will be discriminated against and you will be judged when you shouldn't be judged at all for literally just having different clothing on gender doesn't assign to clothing and it doesn't we've given these societal roles to certain things that just don't have gender roles like we don't we shouldn't be giving them you know this is for girls this is for boys you know colors and clothing and um statements and shit and other things like that that's just not right um so with boys I've seen they will, you know, wear plain khaki, khaki pants usually in like a vineyard vine shirt. All right, that's or like a white shirt and khaki pants. It's usually that. But the moment that any type of guy that I've seen has style and like actually does his outfits and looks them like you know looks the part, like he has his fits together, then he has been labeled like as gay, and I've seen that happen, and it's just how does it you know it doesn't pertain to his sexuality but because he actually just cares about what he's going to wear and I guess that's more feminine to care you know because I guess women just give more shits I guess but it's just not something that we should be comfortable with in just sitting here and letting this happen and we just really need to erase the heteronormative attitude around um, around just society in general, because we just really need to not, we don't, we don't want to teach in schools that, you know, pink is for, pink is for girls and blue is for boys, and, or, like, you know, a blue t-shirt, you know, I remember learning, like, elementary school, it's like, this blue t-shirt, is it, belong to Billy or Susan it's like Billy because you associate like that with gender and we really should stop teaching that so we can stop having to have people feel outcasted for just wanting to not look like everybody else so it's definitely something that is not it and um also I think that this really goes into toxic masculinity is boys acting gay for fun and just um, straight boys. I've seen it all the time in my school. Straight boys will just act gay uh, for fun and their logic behind it is, well, if you act gay, then you're obviously not. But if you don't act gay, then you like have something to hide and you are gay, which is not even a credible logic at all. But all right, um, but these, these boys that are doing this, you're not only, you know, making other people around you in the classroom feel uncomfortable, but you're also, you could also be making the guy that you're doing that to really uncomfortable, you know, not everyone wants to be touched in the way that, you know, some of these boys are touching the other guys, like, it's just not, you know, it just doesn't seem very, uh, I just think it's not very, like, a safe space. I just do not agree, really, with guys acting like that. I think it's inappropriate. Because, I mean, if it's like, well, I know if a girl and a boy started doing that shit, it would be done. 
I know if a girl and a girl probably, it would be done too. Like, what the hell? Why, why are you doing that to each other? But with boys, they're not sexualized. They're not sexualized. You know, straight men aren't sexualized. So, you know, they don't think of, they're like, oh, boys being boys. No, it's not boys being boys. You know, this is something that's distracting not only, you know, everyone in the class, but also could be making a lot of people feel uncomfortable. It also made me feel uncomfortable as a gay person that it's like, it kind of feels like they're making fun of it, you know, because it's bad to be gay. It's like, that's their, that's, you know, their idea behind it. I mean, if you have to act gay, so you, so you're not gay because being gay is apparently bad. That's how they see it. And that's just not something that should be being taught anymore. We need to do better and we need to, you know, stop preaching the shit that we've been taught. You know, be the generation that changes. You know, Gen Z is going to be the shit. You know, we're going to change so much and we already have started. I can't wait to see where we, you know, what we accomplish and where we get to. But it's important that we start correcting the old behaviors or we can't grow like a new tree we have to correct the roots the you know the rotten roots before we build up the new tree before we plant the new seed so it is important that we have these conversations that you call out any toxic masculinity that you see and that you call out you know boys making gay jokes or anyone making gay jokes or any type of um, clothing, saying things about clothing and how they have a gender, which they definitely don't, um, or someone just commenting on women's uh, women's clothing, or just someone that is being sexualized by you know this by a man that has a lot of toxic masculinity is being sexualized and fetishized instead of actually being accepted and, you know, being in a safe space. So, that concludes the toxic masculinity portion of this. I hope you guys enjoyed, and enjoy the next, is this a, oh wait, yeah, enjoy the, my coming out story, if you stayed this long, thank you, hope you enjoy my coming out story, and just kind of how I dealt with it, uh, in growing up in a conservative Catholic household and how, like, kind of where I am now. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks. So this is the last segment, and thank you if you stayed. Um, you get to hear, I think, a cool segment that I just wanted to put at the end. Um, my coming out story and just kind of how I you know, dealt with it and dealt with mine, you know, with that internalized homophobia that I talked about before and how also I, um, you know, was okay, learned to be okay with myself, even though it was against my parents' views and how I grew up and especially just like growing up Catholic too. That was a big part of that. So we're going to dive into all of that in this episode. Um, so stay if you want to hear. But uh, so it starts out, my coming out story starts, I mean, I knew that I was like attracted to girls, I would say, but I also wasn't very like 
um, boy crazy or, like, any type of, like, crazy, I guess, about, like, boys in middle school. Like, not really too much, but that was the norm, right? But I, like, would watch, like, BuzzFeed videos sometimes and just, like, see, like, you know, like, um, them talking about homosexual relations. And I'm like, oh, you know, they might be right. I do, I do look at girls sometimes. I'm like, wow, they're so pretty. There's no, and I would always say, like, wow, there's so many pretty girls out of school, but no pretty guys. Like, no. Like, you know, um, it sucks, like, you know, that there's no pretty uh, guys, but there's only pretty girls. <laughs> and I would always be upset because, you know, I just couldn't think of myself as actually gay. I mean, that wasn't reality. Um, I haven't come to terms with that yet at that point. Um, and then in freshman year, I noticed it a little bit more, but I still didn't think about it too much it wasn't really something that I really let into my life I would say and then in my sophomore year I started letting it in a lot more and you know um my friend asked me she was like you know like do you think you might be bisexual I was like I, I think I might be and we we're talking about it and she's like you know like I I think I've always thought that you, you would be the one that would be uh, gay or something, I was like, yeah, <laughs> so, um, you know, I came out as bisexual to my close friends, um, in my sophomore, uh, spring of my sophomore year, but I wasn't very, um, loud with it, but I did come out to my mom that summer of my sophomore year, which was, what was that, 2018? Yeah, summer of 2000, yeah, summer of 2018, no, summer of 2019, yeah, sorry, summer of 2019, um, I believe, was, I came out to her, and I, um, it, it went, I'm not gonna say it went amazing, cause it didn't, I mean, it was, uh, something that wasn't, I wasn't really ready to tell my mom, but I just told her out of, um, cause I just really felt like, you know, she'll understand, like she'll, she'll, you know, not be weird about it, but I knew I just couldn't tell my dad, but I wanted to tell her, I guess, um, cause it's going to be a part of my life, I knew that, um, so basically I told her and she was like, oh, like I think it's just a phase, like she just kind of said that she thought it was a phase and that. Um, you know, she just doesn't know what to think of it, and she just didn't even see this coming, and then she started to blame herself, like, she was like, well, I'm a, like, I must have been a bad parent, and it, I would say that it, it that, like, hurt hearing that, because it's like, you know, it's not her parenting that made me gay, like, I was just gay to begin with, but, um, she doesn't really think that way anymore, she's become much more, uh, accepting you know more rounded and um, there's not my parents still aren't there yet but we'll get around to that part um but basically um I told her and I told her she had to keep it a secret for my dad and she did I believe she I mean I don't think she ever told her because when I told him it was a very different reaction so I don't think he knew before at all so um she wanted me to tell my dad too but what happened was one day um, so I, I, I realized that I was, um, sorry, I forgot 
almost forgot this part. I came out officially, and it was actually, um, today is National Coming Out Day, um, and I came out on National Coming Out Day, uh, as bisexual, I believe, and then I came out more as, um, lesbian later on, just because I realized that I didn't really like boys, and that was just, um, uh, heterosexual, expect uh like heterosexual norms like pressed on to me and I realized I really didn't like guys like that um so then what happened was I was at church one day and um I was pretty gay at this point I I like girls a lot um but I was still feeling really pressurized about liking girls um, like, not, I wasn't comfortable with myself yet about it, but my, uh, at church, my parents would always take me to church every single Sunday, so one day, I, me and my dad got an argument on our way to church, because we were riding together, just me and him, about just, like, gays, and he was saying, like, how he can't come, he can't go to any gay wedding, because it's, like, him endorsing it, and got in a huge fight about, like, just different types of things with that, um, but I would just got so upset, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go ask the priest today if what you said is true, because I didn't believe him, I was like, I don't think that's the way it is, so it turns out that it wasn't the way it is, but my priest, I talked to him, um, sorry, he's not my priest, I don't associate with that church, uh, well, just the religion in general, it's a good church, though, and for that religion, um, but, uh, the priest, uh, he encouraged me to tell my dad that, um, I'm gay, and come out to my mom, like, that I'm actually, like, lesbian, and, um, he said, because the reason why was that in the Catholic religion with, I think, Catechism too, it was, um, actually, uh, with, uh, gay people were, uh, sorry, I had a brain fart right there, <laughs> but gay people are actually now, um, they aren't seen as, like, uh, you know, a mental disability, or they aren't seen as sinning, or, um, those sinners anymore going to hell, but they are, um, born that way, but the catch is, is that you have to be, uh, you have to practice chastity, so no sexual relations with the opposite sex, so it's like, they believe that being gay, you're born gay, you're born gay, but it's a call to chastity, so that's the catch to it, but, um, I, uh, you know, I, at the moment, then I wasn't even doing anything, so I wasn't even sexually active, so I was like, oh, well, that, I guess I'll tell my dad, and it was really scary, but I also kind of was, um, very impulsive during that time period, so I really just didn't even care anymore, so I just told him, um, straight up, like, in the car, and after church, and he didn't take it <laughs> very well, I would say, and when I told him, I told him, I was like, dad, like, I'm gay, I, like, I don't like boys, I like girls, and he was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. 
no, I didn't raise you like that. No, you don't. <laughs> and he just kept on saying, like, no, you're not. Like, no, no child of mine is gay. And he just kept on saying that. And it was, it was pretty hurtful, uh, a lot of things he said. But it was, it was honestly um, funny. It was pretty funny. Because it was just, um, his reaction was just kind of, like, funny. His denial with it. Um, but now, um, me and my dad got on a lot of fights at that time. Uh, and we, me and my dad still don't see eye on a lot of things that we always get in fights. But, um, you know, nowadays where I am with them, with my sexuality, is they are trying fully to just, um, you know, you know, at least my mom is. Um, she's trying really hard to just uh, really help me out and uh, do whatever she needs to make me feel okay, like, living um, here and being, feeling, like, safe and happy in my own home. Um, so, uh, you know, that's nice and uh, thoughtful. Um, but um, with the Catholic Church, um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not Catholic. Um, I don't associate with religion. I don't really like organized religion, but no problem if you are part of religion. That's totally okay. That's okay. As long as you just don't force your religion on others or make them feel bad for not being on your religion. That is the wrong part. But, um, you know, with the Catholic Church, it was, there was a lot of internalized homophobia within myself like I was mentioning before, because it just, it really was hard for me to, you know, understand that it's okay for me to like girls, and that just because it's, you know, just because the the way I heard it all my life, you know, that wasn't right, that, that, that the Catholic Church, they corrected themselves but it was so hard for me to get away from that thought because it was what I heard when I was a kid and it's just what I was I just was so afraid to be just me and that is sad and I don't think any kid should have to feel that way and it's really sad that a lot of kids do um but you know I just didn't want to admit to myself for a really long time that I like was gay I really do like girls and I just don't like boys but I was able to admit that to myself around, like, May this year. Um, quarantine really helped me a lot in just, like, finding myself. But I just really was okay when I, you know, found myself at, like, after. I think it was really after just kind of not going to church, I think, really, because of corona. There was no church so I think that it was that plus my grandpa dying was just all one of me becoming okay with myself to the point that I just kind of felt like, you know, life is short and, uh, you know, I should, you know, be myself. I should feel comfortable within myself. And also, you know, uh, not going to church was just something that I was able to reflect on, you know, what was church and did I believe in their same beliefs and did I want to be a part of that anymore um but it was definitely a um it's been a crazy quarantine 
a sad, uh, but happy, but many, many different emotions as quarantine, um, for sure. But, um, first, I said for sure again, but, sorry, I had a stretch, but I do believe that the way I came out was really just the way I was meant to, because it was just, I have so much support right now, it's unbelievable, like, I am so happy for all the support, um, it is pretty crazy to me that people, you know, even, you know, I guess want to listen to me and hear what I have to say, because I think this has always been, like, a dream of mine, for people that actually care about what I have to say. Not that like I want the spotlight or anything. But I feel like I've always had some some things to say that a lot of people need to hear. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But um, yeah. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed uh, you know, this segment. And if you need any type of advice with coming out or... Just accepting yourself as a whole or just accepting your sexuality, please hit me up. Like, I will always help, um, for sure. But I hope that, you know, you find peace within yourself, that you are no, sorry, that you, <laughs> but that you are not any less valuable or, you know, any less value than another person just because of who you love or any other thing. We're all equal, you know, and you can't let society standards fuck with your head like that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this whole entire podcast and thanks for listening. On to the outro. That is all for today's podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed. And feel free to hit me up with criticism, advice, opinions, or anything like that on my socials. My Instagram is live underscore oldham and my Snapchat is live dash oldham hope that you guys enjoyed this and see you guys on the next podcast Mm -hmm.